Hello! This is Khalees, and this is Khalees Exists. It is episode 45, and it is the 22nd of the 2nd, 2020. Oh, I'm still here, recording from my empty house. I feel like some horrible father, and his whole family have left him, and it's just him and a series of empty rooms filled with nothing but regrets of everything he's done. <laughs> Do you know what happened to me yesterday? I was outside, and the Harry Krishnas were about, okay? Doing their clapping and their singing, all fine. What's funny, at the back of the Krishnas, right, all the people at the front had the orange clothes on, you know, the baggy, loose clothes. They all singing, but just at the back, there was one guy in a leather jacket and baggy, like tracksuit bombs, and <laughs> and he had a little skinhead, but not in the same way all the others did, right? He basically looked like some Cockney thug who just joined. He hasn't got the uniform yet, and he's <laughs> clapping around the back, like. I killed 10 men, I did. But now, Krishna, fucking Harry Krishna. (laughs) And one woman tried to give me a leaflet, you know, I don't know what I said, but probably like, be a Krishna, it's great. And uh, that was fine. I said, no, thank you. She moved along. There was another, there's a guy came along with more pamphlets. And I was like, no, thank you. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yep, I've decided, leave me alone, right? (laughs) But he kept doing it, and I was like, no, I'm good. And he was like, do you want to be excellent? I'm like, what? Do you want to be excellent? No, no, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, but do you want to be excellent? And then I had to do the, you know where you put your hand out? Basically being like, back off. You're one step away from me punching you in the face. (laughs) And I... Don't want to have to punch a Krishna, all right? You can do whatever religious thing you want. Just don't shove it down my throat, okay? Just do it in your own time. And I was, I didn't want to have to punch a Krishna. I don't want that guy, right? I don't want to, I don't believe in God. But if there is one, I don't want to be up in heaven. It's going through my list. Even if I could do something amazing, right? If he was like, so you've, uh, Giving money to all these charities. Mm. You saved a family from a burning building. Interesting. But then you punched a Krishna. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look good, does it? He's like, look, mate, they're not on my side. But uh, even, it's pretty shitty. Still pretty shitty. I'm like, all right. Well, you try to force a guy to kill his kid because you were jealous. Oh, fine, I'll go to hell. <laughs> I do... I do find it funny to imagine the idea of like a really pushy, threatening Krishna. Just <laughs> be like, do you want to join the Krishnas? Um, no, thank you. I'm okay. Are you sure? Because you either become a Krishna or you become a man with no legs. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, Mr. Krishna. <laughs> I was just talking to my brother on the phone about... Actors who do 
films for like money, right? Like Eddie Murphy doing Beverly Hills Cop free, even though it was shit, because they offered him loads of cash. And I find it funny how we judge actors. We're like, oh, he's just doing it for the money. Like you wouldn't. Most of us are doing our jobs for the money and we're not even getting paid millions, right? So the idea that you would turn down enough money for the rest of your life, right? Just to read some shitty lines for a couple of months and then it's it, that's it. You do a shit film, you turn up, you read the shitty line and then you have 30 million. Who wouldn't do that, right? So I find it funny when like, oh, just does the film some money. Yeah, you turn it down, would you? Fuck off. <laughs> There's also the reverse side where people think because you've been on TV like a couple of episodes or something, people think you're rich just because you're on TV. And they, those like newspapers, shitty newspapers, they do stuff where they're like, oh, look at this actor from EastEnders. She's now working as a security guard at Poundland. Like, oh, see, her career's gone shit. It's like, dude, you, people reading it, you probably have that job already. You're not also on TV, right? I don't get that, shaming people. And it's like, well, then, yeah, that's what it's like. What? Because being on TV, she should now starve until she has the next job on TV. No, earn the bills. We're all doing it. So I was on the tube. And three people in front of me, all staring at their big smartphones, all staring into them. And what was I doing? Because I'm an adult, I was reading the Beano. <laughs> I was. I was reading the Beano. I bought one when I was sad. I was like, this will be nostalgic. It's all glossy and weird now, right? But I used to read it all the time as a kid. And I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to buy this. Let's get a bit of innocence. And uh, it's very funny. I was reading it on the tube. I was like, this is great. What's weird is they've, I think because less people read it now, they've got these writers in. And uh, it's quite like um, post-modern. Like, they have bits where the editor, like, interacts with the characters during the comic strip. And then there's bits where the characters do something. And then another character goes, I don't know what that happened. Like something, something weird happens and then someone's like, oh, this has gone a bit weird. Like it's, it's got a bit like meta. It's great. Yeah, I don't care. I'm 30 years old. I've read the Beano recently and maybe I'll do it again. Great fun. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I noticed they had a bit at the back where kids can email and they'll like take your name and your picture and they'll make a comic strip about you like they'll do it all about you and you'll be part of the comic and i read that and was like am i too old <laughs> i want to i want to be in a comic strip i was like maybe just as a laugh just for a laugh i'll just email them my picture they're like my name's Khalees. and they look they'll be like oh some eight-year-old they look a picture big fat guy with a beard <laughs> and no hair <laughs> i'm gonna do it Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'll probably be put on a list or uh, sec sectioned. <laughs> when I got off that tube, I was walking up to work 
and there was a guy whistling. And I don't think it's possible to, for someone to whistle without that being creepy. You just assume they're up to something, right? You just assume they're about to do a crime and they're like trying to act all normal. So they're like, I'm not going to whistle because one of my friends hates whistling, right? She might be listening to this, right? And uh, like it turns her mad. So I'm not going to whistle. But imagine I'm whistling. And uh, <laughs> yeah, There's, you can't whistle without people going, that guy's, that's got, that guy's got dead kids in his basement. <laughs> it's just very suspicious. At work, someone brought their trainee in, who's like a teenager. And it's great they're doing that. But I was looking at him and he was, had that nervous, overwhelmed face. That thing of like, oh my God, I'm in the industry. I'm like feeling all like, oh my God, everyone's doing all this stuff. Oh my God. And I remember that. And I looked at him and I was like, what have I become? Where's my enthusiasm gone? I remember being that guy, the plucky, hey, mister, whatever you need. I'm just happy to be in the industry. Now I'm like, <laughs> I've seen it all. I've seen I've seen versions of Dracula you never want to see. I've worked with BBC executives who told me a trailer was too black. Yeah, I've been down that road. This is a dark wild west. You listen to me, kid. You want advice? Get out while you can. <laughs> That's what I felt like. Seriously, I probably shouldn't say this. I did cut a trailer once. And my producer was like, yeah, it's too black. And I couldn't even hide it. I just looked at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, now I'm not going to tell who it is. Because I'm selfish and I want to carry on working. <laughs> you ever get those things where stuff you learned as a kid that was untrue, but you never realised until you're an adult, right? I don't mean like Santa Claus. That would be sad. If you, if you never realised Santa Claus wasn't real as a child, and you got to like 30 and you're like, why hasn't Santa been coming? Have I been a bad boy? Like, he never comes. And someone goes, it was your parents, you idiot. And they're like, oh my God, I've been living a lie. But I had one. Well, not the other day. But I remember when I was a kid and my older brothers and sisters used to go on those hippie sort of, you know, in the 90s, when all those 60s things came back, right? And uh, there was like incense shops. And I remember my brothers and sisters buying loads of incense. I was like, oh, it's just a thing people do. It's buy loads of incense. And he took me, well, it took me a long time to realise, oh, wait, they were probably just covering up the smell of weed or at least cigarettes. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you're buying incense. I think I bought incense for one of them as a kid thinking, oh, they're like incense. And they looked at it, but they were like, this is weird. To them, they were like, my 10-year-old brother has just bought me incense to cover up the smell of my weed. Like he's onto me. Like he's, <laughs> like, I know what you're doing. But no, I just thought they liked incense. Didn't realise until I was, you know, a corrupted teenager myself or in my 20s. Oh, it's to cover up weed. That's why you buy incense. Or to meditate. But no one does that. 
I took one of these vocal zone things to help my voice. But because I was on the mic, let's see, <laughs> because I was on the mic, yeah, I had it to the side of my cheek, but it's like mentfully. And so what happened is just the side of my cheek just basically felt like it was on fire because it meant to go into your throat. So I just was like, a hamster has been kicked in the side of the face. I was just like, mm. <laughs> You know when a random song gets in your head? You don't know why? And then it's just in there. I find like you have to listen to it to, to kill it, to exercise a demon going around your head. Because it's never a song you like. And the other day, I had a Return to Sender in my head. The other song? Return to Sender. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Address unknown. I was thinking about that song. I felt in the 50s, they had to write so many singles. They literally were just like, oh, someone's returned my letter. Fuck it, I'll make that song. <laughs> there must be loads of others. Just like everyday stuff. And they're just like, oh, Elvis will sing it. There's got to be an Elvis song where he's like, the milk has gone bad in the fridge. Bottom, bottom, bum. And I drunk it in my tea. And I regret it because it was sour. <laughs> my shoelaces are untied. His shoelaces are untied. <laughs> I want more of that. Look, I realise the subtext of Return to Sender was he's writing letters to his loved one, his girlfriend, and she does want to listen to him. But it's just funny, like, the most of the song is like, my post has come back. <laughs> Fucking postman round here. The modern version would be like, Amazon delivery is late. And I... I'm a prime member, but uh, but uh, but. <laughs> yeah, going back to things I didn't realize as a kid. So my mum, wonderfully, she got me to Hitchcock films as a kid, and that was partly what sparked my interest in filmmaking because those films had such a visual style. I was like, oh wow, you could actually kind of sense how they were made. And uh, she showed me Rear Window, which I loved. And uh, the thing is, though. My mum's got like a Scouse accent. So she said it as Rear Window. So I always thought the film was called Rare Window. Like this window, this window is very rare. There's no window like it, right? Like this is the window where you see murders from. It's very rare to have a window like that. For the years, I think until I was like 19, I went to see a screening of it. And I was like, what's this Rear Window? And they're like, that's a Hitchcock film. Oh, you mean Rare Window? What? <laughs> you see people on the internet and uh, to basically um, discredit trans people, they always go, oh, well, I identify as a monkey then. I think Ricky Gervais says something like that. Um, like, yeah, I would, there's a ch I, if you can be a woman, I could be a chimp. Yeah, but that's a different species, isn't it? It's completely different. A man and a woman, right? A human man and a human female have a lot more in common 
than me and a gorilla. Actually, I'm big and hairy. But, <laughs> yeah, it's not the same, right? People go, oh, then I'm a dragon. No, it's, it's different. <laughs> You're going, going overboard now. Just leave them alone. You might not agree with it, but just leave them alone, right? They're going for enough shit. Let them do their thing. Whatever. What's it to you? When you're tired, does anyone else get mighty dark purple shadows under their eye? I I get them really bad. Like, I look like I've been in a bar fight. I remember at school, I, like, would turn up and people were like, oh, you've been punched. I'm like, no, I'm just tired. Like, no, you got a shiner. Yeah. Someone symmetrically punched me two fists at a time in the exact same place on each side i had got a very particular pedantic um <laughs> beating to be honest i just looked in the mirror now and i was like oh man i got some proper purple looks like i wear purple eyeliner i look like i'm in some sort of glam rock band um you know i'm very pale usually or pink depending on uh, how healthy i am uh, so usually pink when I'm a bit unhealthy, it's the pink. <laughs> but yeah, so it just adds a bit of colour to my face. <laughs> so, because I don't have internet or, t or like proper TV, I've just been going through like all of the DVDs in my DVD case that I never watch. Because you know sometimes you just want to watch something like that you don't really care about, but it'll be entertaining enough. And on Netflix, there's loads of stuff like that. That's not that's not a slight on Netflix, right? I love them. Please keep hiring me. Um, <laughs> so I put on this morning, I put on Lock Up with Sylvester Stallone. And he's like a criminal, but because it's Stallone, there has to be a crime that the audience will be like, oh, that's fine. It can't be like, yeah, he um, sold child pornography fine though he's the hero no it's like he uh the backstory is like some guys were beating up this old man at the garage he's been working at since he was a kid so he took him down and he got charged for assault and basically a warden that hates him takes him out of his like cushy um open prison and takes him to this hellhole and is basically torturing him and uh there's a bit and he put him in an isolation cell and they don't let him sleep he's meant to be there for six weeks or something and uh they put him in the cell and uh every hour they wake him up with a flash of light and Bee! and they make him say his name and uh prison number and the thing is as he goes on they know he's going insane because he doesn't have the energy to say it or he forgets his prison number. But I fell asleep, right? A little afternoon nap, because I'm basically a big fat cat. Well, you know those cats just lie on a couch, the big fluffy things, and they're like, run my belly and give me food. That's me. And I fell asleep. But I kept waking up to a flash of light, and bing! And I woke up, and I'm like, huh? And then fell back asleep, and then I heard again, bing! Ah! So I was literally going through the same torture Stallone was in the movie. <laughs> I couldn't sleep either. 
torturing myself with the movie. Right. Well, I'm going to go to a friend's party and a birthday party, two friends. And, uh, well, I was, they both live South London. So I resigned like, all right, I'm going to have to do a long journey to South London and then all the way back. Uh, they're my friends, my friends, I'll do it. It will be fun. Just don't want to do the journey. But no, they're doing it like a 30 minute bus ride for me. So I was like, yes, I am there. I'm going to see if I can try and watch the Wilder Fury fight. See what happens. I think, I think Fury went depending, depending on, if you see, if he's in shape when he walks in, because there's rumours that he's gone off the boil again because of, uh, you know, happened to a lot of boxers. They started doing all the, you know, did the wrestling thing and all these ads. And uh, it's like Rocky Free, And Mickey's like, you had the worst thing that could ever happen to a boxer. You got civilised. And that's it. That is. So if he looks civilised, I think Wilder will win. But if he looks like the mean, lean fury that we've seen recently, if he can knock him out, he'll win. We'll see, though. Um, he's going to have to knock him out because it's in America again, right? It's in the Staples Center, I think. I should look this up, but I've got no internet, so we'll go over that. Um, yeah, if it's in America, he can't rely on the judges because that always happens. The judges always give a little help to whoever is from that place. And that's why they like staying in the country, partly. So he's got to have to knock him right out. We'll see. Should be a good fight. But I don't know. I don't think Wilder's as good as he thinks he is. Um, but we'll see. Let's find out. Because who doesn't want to see Joshua versus Fury for a unified title? Who does not want to see that? We all do. So um, at least us in good ruddy old England. So, yeah, I will report back tomorrow. Hopefully some adventures happen tonight, just so I can tell you guys. So, until then, enjoy your Saturday night. Don't let the bastards grind you down. And let's do this again sometime.